0: Hello, we're Muckle LLP, a highly successful, full-service commercial law firm based in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the north of England. We support businesses, organisations and individuals all over the UK and beyond. And with this podcast series, we share business insight and practical tips to help you with the full spectrum of commercial law. This podcast recorded late October 2020, we are joined by Barclays Manufacturing Relationship Managers Sally-Ann Kane and Martin Brown to discuss their thoughts on the pandemic and how it has affected manufacturers in our region. They touch on themes of diversification, adaptability and communication, which still apply today, and provide some tips to help with future planning.
1: Welcome to this podcast. I'm Robin Adams, partner in the commercial team here at Muckle. I'm joined today by Sally Ann Kane and Martin Brown, both of Barclays in Newcastle. Welcome both. Um, would you like to just briefly introduce yourselves? Hi,
2: Robin, I'm Sally Ann Kane. I'm a relationship director in the North East Mid Corporate team um, in Barclays, based in Newcastle, and specialising in the manufacturing sector.
3: Yeah, thank you, Robin. Uh, Martin Brown, uh, like Sally and I, work uh, within Barclays Mid Corporate in the Newcastle office uh, with uh, and I look after customers in the manufacturing and transport sectors.
1: Thank you. Hello, man. Robin, thank you. We're six months on from the first lockdown, and with the original furlough scheme coming to an end at the end of October, we wanted a bank's take on how manufacturers have dealt with the pandemic and how the bank is able to support businesses in the sector. Sally Ann Kane and Martin Brown both work with clients in the manufacturing sector. Um, And I wonder if I could begin by just asking you both, as Barclays Relationship Managers in manufacturing, how was the manufacturing industry before COVID? And what have you seen change in the in the sector um, when COVID hit. Um, perhaps uh, I could come to you first on that, Sally-Ann.
2: Yes, thank you, Robin, and thank you for the opportunity to, to chat through some of this with you. Um, I think the main thing we saw was prior to COVID, there was definitely a feeling of confidence in the sector. It was a very evident change once the general election was out of the way at the end of last year. And it, businesses were looking ahead for the first time for a while certainly since the start of Brexit as they felt they could plan with some certainty and they were more ready to face the challenges of 2020. From talking to many of my businesses that I deal with over the last four or five years many of the discussions were around 2020 being quite a key year strategically you know quotes like we want to be 20 million turnover by 2020 etc so they did see this coming year as sort of um, certainly, a, a very much a strategic one for them. Of course, then COVID hit. And as you'd expect in the manufacturing sector, because of the various subsectors, there was a mixed response. And what I saw from businesses I deal with was many of those that were linked with food and drink almost immediately saw an increase in demand. Obviously, we saw the panic buy in or people looking for alternatives to, to fresh food. So anybody that produced ingredients for tinned food or produced plastic packaging, for example, was much more in demand. Had others that were not impacted immediately. You know, again, a phrase was, they had enough cash not to panic, but they were able to work through and make timely decisions as a result of that. Of course, there were also other, base, other businesses that were key workers you know, they needed to continue to work throughout obviously not without their own challenges and its own challenges but at least they could remain open
1: um uh-huh.
2: you know and and some of them it gave the opportunity to look for new opportunities to reevaluate the business but i think you know overall there was a very mixed but unfortunately there was also those that had to close the doors immediately and um, many of those were linked to the automotive or construction so a bit of a mixed bag but from our point of view certainly what we wanted to do when we saw that that immediate change was you know we wanted to make sure we contacted every customer no matter what subsector, no matter what we thought or understood might be happening to actually you know get close to their needs and what was going on and their concerns but you know even then there was probably a feeling of resilience and a can-do attitude and the belief that could get through this period even with everything that are the uncertainties that they were facing?
1: So presumably, while there might have been some differences at a higher level across different areas in manufacturing, each business's experience will, in its own way, be unique. So that conversation becomes more important. Martin, what's your take on on how this how the sector was before COVID and uh, and how it's changed since March?
3: Yeah, again, very similar to what Sallyanne said. There, um, you know, was pre previous to COVID, it was actually that longer term planning aspect, um, which almost grind to a halt uh, in terms of actually looking at the immediate cash requirements. Um, and I think that you know the, the the only thing that was actually more important than the immediate cash was actually the safety of the staff. Um, and the question was actually it was going to be, you know, we will actually get through this, but it was a case of when. Um, but back to actually the resilience of the Northeast, I think it's actually very strong. We've seen this a number of times over the years. So we knew we'd get through it but it was uh, how long it's actually going to take as well. But a very, very positive feel despite the challenges that were actually, no doubt, in front of them at the time.
1: I've come across manufacturing businesses which didn't close in March and haven't furloughed staff. I just wondered if that's something that you've come across talking to your customers.
3: Yeah, I I think if I look at it across uh, my portfolio as a variety, um, so unless you're actually directly linked to, to hospitality, then in most cases, people did actually adapt very quickly. Um, yeah, we saw many cases where they were actually expecting almost no sales in April and May, but fortunately, sales yeah. actually came back very, very quickly. Um, those kinds linked to the construction industry, it was very positive. Um, and also, it was actually how, people, how quickly people can adapt, and this thing will actually come through a number of times. So, for example, one large manufacturer actually closed the doors completely for two days, but we'll used them two days to actually plan how they can actually reopen quickly and efficiently and safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, within two days, they were operating at uh, over 50% of the previous capacity. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that business continued to trade. Um, sales was redirected to the other areas, but actually, the trade was there and the staff were safe.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned staff safety there. What would you say the key challenges are that manufacturers are facing at the moment? And how can an organisation like Barclays help overcome those challenges?
3: Again, yeah, um, it's back to communication. And very early as you know, this all developed, we made a point of actually speaking to all of our clients to find out what was actually happening. And undoubtedly, often any changes that they, they will make will lead to a financial impact. And so understanding what that financial impact was, uh, whether mm-hmm. it be actually extra funds that were needed, whether it could be repayment holidays that were automatically available for up to 12 months, or actually in some cases, just a simple amendment to the terms, which would allow them to, to carry on their operations without any financial restrictions.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and I think, as you said, the, the challenges, firstly, it was, it was understanding and actually understanding how they can work safely. And I think, you know, the larger the, the, the company, Sometimes the challenge was actually education and communication amongst the staff in how they can actually work, work safely and looking at you know, the simple things of the, the temperature checks, the hand sanitising, the tips on the floor. All of that was actually new to all of us, but people have adapted and actually started to work beyond their measures and actually quite often now involve technology to, mm-hmm. to make it work as well. But all of this comes at a cost, whether it be uh, increase in operating costs or reduced sales. Uh, and this is what we need to understand with our clients. By keeping the, the lines of communication absolutely open.
1: And what would you say the positives are that have come out of the COVID experience so far, talking to your customer base, both in terms of short term gains and longer term gains? Sally Ann, I wonder if I could come to you on that.
2: Thankfully, despite these unprecedented times, there have been a number of positive examples and a positive outcomes, thankfully. Um, yeah, as a whole, our experience is that although of course manufacturing has been impacted, the overall impact is less than for other sectors. And of course you've got certain marketing sectors coming back quicker than, than others, but overall sort of quite a positive outcomes and a positive feel. Um, as we mentioned earlier, sort of we've had some businesses where they've actually used this opportunity to reevaluate the business. Somebody actually used the expression the press the pause button. They, they weren't one of the ones that needed to close their doors pretty quickly, but they sort of thought, right, well, there's certain things we've wanted to do for a number of years, but we've never had the time to do. Now's the time to do it. And now's the time to, to look at it in the business through a a different lens. Uh And we've seen two or three examples of that where they've really come through strong and it's given the business, probably the diversification and that, that stronger base that they've been looking for, Uh um, you know, yep. on to, linking on to that, businesses have been able to make efficiencies as well. Um, we've seen you know, the pandemic's accelerated some of the environmental issues and, and businesses have looked at ways of being more sustainable. And Marty mentioned the technology, but you know, we've seen people now looking to invest in technology more efficient processes. I was I was talking mm-hmm. to somebody that deals with a lot of um, software technology in the same way, you know, they're now looking to use that. Unfortunately it does potentially come at a cost of, of results and, and the people but mm-hmm. it is just much more efficient it then has a positive impact on the overall business you know, obviously potential savings and coming back to the the impact on cash flow as martin mentioned something that we try and keep close to with the customers obviously you know one of their priorities so mm-hmm. so really in summary you know you've had those that have been able to look at the opportunities some have been able to turn it to advantage you know. the, maybe have the equipment and the skills to, to to diversify and use, you know, be able to do parts for ventilators or PPE mm-hmm. equipment, and you know, or even just look at a different way of the supply chain or the way they sell mm-hmm. to market. So, you know, hopefully, yes, it's not been without its challenges, and probably if it sort of said to somebody six months ago, "This is where you'll be," they would have definitely taken it because there's been a you know very much a we're in this together almost wartime attitude but i think generally um there has been some positive outcomes not for everybody Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. certainly in the manufacturing center we've seen sector we've seen some decent
1: results just in terms of the diversification question which we've seen mentioned in the press and the news and so on do you think that's been a short-term thing dealing with ppe and hand sanitizer and so on whereas the efficiencies and the improved processes are perhaps a, a longer-term benefit for businesses.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. So the efficiency processes will be longer term. I think, again, there's a, there's a bit of a mix because we see in those that, um, you know, yes, the, the ventilators, um, the parts, but sometimes it's even they've just changed the way of doing things and maybe got to new markets or so they have maybe adapted to ventilators, but then they've seen, well, actually, if we can do that, We can do something else it's just I think it's almost opened their eyes to we don't need because as as you know in the manufacturing sector in in the Northeast many businesses have been there for for years and years and they've probably always done things like that so even if it means it's a short term for that particular product I think it's given them the sort of the foresight to think well we can look differently and we can do things differently
1: Martin as businesses get used to dare I say a new normal What would your top tips be for those in the manufacturing sector looking ahead to the next three months, six months, and indeed further?
3: Yeah, um, I I think looking at this, you know, we can actually break it down in terms of actually what's worked. And it's been mentioned already, I think, diversity. And uh, I think not only diversity in the workforce, but diversity in terms of actually their customer base, their supplier base. Um, So actually, as the bumps in the road may. May actually come in one sector. Actually, you know, it can be absorbed with other parts of the business. And uh, I think this has particularly been seen within the transport uh, sector, which I work alongside with. So those that were linked very closely to, for example, automotive in the area, um, then they were actually hit very hard. But those with a diverse footprint actually continue to trade very well, and were able to pick up uh, extra work along there as well. Um, And I think you know, diversity can lead very quickly into how quick you can adapt. So adaptability i think is uh, you know is very key um in terms of how quickly they can actually change their operations and i think salian's had some great examples uh locally of this this being demonstrated and i think finally um it's i've already mentioned it it's just actually communication and i think the communication is between everybody you touch within that uh you know within your, your customer base and your supply chain and your staff and your you know your, your funders and your, your professional organizations and mm-hmm. I, think alongside the communication piece it's education because there's you know a vast amount of support out there available and I think you know people need to adapt you know and actually take, take that on board because it does help uh, you know longer term actually improve that knowledge so mm-hmm. I think that, that, that was it for, that was that was my uh, top tips I say, Robin, thank you
1: Sally Ann, do you have any uh, anything to add to what Martin's uh, just said there yes I think I mean both
2: agree on the communication. I think that is very, very important. Um, As we say, sort of, you know, talk to your people, talk to your staff, they are intellectual property. As we've said, talk to advisors, talk to sector advisors. There are a number of um, advisors out there that specialise in, in obviously, manufacturing and to talk to your customers, your suppliers. But, you know, one business I came across whereby literally they did regular COVID updates that they sent out to, to all stakeholders and it just showed they had a really good handle on the situation. And it gave you confidence in them and what they were doing. It's almost then, you know, it's never a weakness to, to ask for help by, you know, showing, mm. showing your hands and showing you where you are with things. Um, probably a bit more of a softer one, but, but equally as important is, you know, have hope and belief and, and confidence and you'll get through this. Um, in the North East, there's always been a can-do attitude. So I believe this is what will get us through in these times in the future. Mm-hmm. And then probably more of a sort of, yeah, a structure. Plan what you want to do and where you want to be. You know mm-hmm. the, the, the one the winners have been those that have tracked the sales pipeline daily, kept close to costs, actually understood where the profits come from. Um, you know, they were well always never as cash being king, as mm-hmm. important as it is now. So mm-hmm. you know, just keep that keep that structure. And mm-hmm. the really the overarching thing is communication, but then you know, narrowing it down to, to some of those other tips of of what we've actually come across from speaking to our manufacturers as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And in addition to the obvious uh, form of support in terms of funding, um, what other support can the bank provide to manufacturing businesses in the northeast? would you say?
2: Yes, um, I think fr- from on that point of view, um, you know, we've, we've, talked, we've talked around cash and we've talked around structure, etc. But what we try and do, as I mentioned at the start, was when we spoke to all our customers, was very much drill down and understand um, because we like to focus on the industry and sector knowledge and take time to speak to them. We drill down the various aspects of their own COVID planning. I mean, that might be looking at the their estate, just looking at the financial health, or just looking at operational resilience, and just talk to them about their business. Um, you know, at the very start when we knew that there was potentially going to be a bit of a a problem, not knowing quite what it was going to happen in March, and that we'd all be where we are six months later. You know, we reached out to every single customer from a technical angle as well, so just to make mm-hmm. sure they um, had remote access capability. They were able to 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 work um, remotely as as many of us have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do um, other things. to do we sort of um, might have heard of life skills, but it's more than just the financial side of things for people and employees. We look at employees' well-being, mental health. Again, never has there been a time where probably some of the, what we talk about, the softer skills, but very important skills are, are prevalent. So we try and, you know, what we talk about is a relationship with the business. It's not just looking at the numbers, etc. It is around understanding some of their overall needs
1: and, and, you know, and banking requirements. And what financial support can the bank provide outside of the Sybil's Scheme. Yeah, um, I, I think, Robin, look, look at this. Obviously, you know, we'll always be pretty close
3: to uh, you know what revised schemes uh, may be available that the government back. You know, last uh, last month in the winter statement, we did see the the, the civil loan extend from six to ten years. Um, but actually, looking at these, it, it'll be understanding what's actually uh, important to the client and actually you know their individual cash cash flow needs. So, but you know, we, mm-hmm. we have been able to provide. Uh, you know, the, the funding there, would also amend, um, you know, many of our terms and conditions actually to make this work as well, We you know, without actually extra funding um, mm-hmm. often as well. So I think we just need to understand individually what is important to that client. And, you know, that that's back to that word that's been used many times uh, today is communication.
1: And in relation to smaller businesses such as startups or early stage businesses, is there any specific support the bank can provide uh, in that area for those types of business?
3: Yeah, I mean, if, if we look at that, obviously, you know, we have startup managers across the country. And as a standard offering on a financial point of view, you know, of 12 months free banking, but also any business with over 400,000 turnover um, will actually have a dedicated uh, named contact manager again, which, you know, they can speak to um, as, as the business progresses. But I think you know, one actually um, exciting thing is actually our Eagle Labs, which across the country uh, provides a collaborative work and space for startup startup businesses. Um, and this allows access to you know, additional resources such as 3D printing, very software, but also gives a space where they can work with uh, you know, the, the like-minded businesses to, to mm-hmm. see the develop moving forward. Um, and mm-hmm. I think you know, as the country looks to increase productivity and efficiency, Um, you know, programmes like that are, you know, absolutely uh, vital.
1: Thank you both for your comments. It's time to draw things to a close. The key messages that come out of the discussion are that communication is fundamental, communication with your suppliers, customers, staff, your advisors and your funders. It's encouraging to hear some positives uh, for the sector. Uh, that have come out of the last six months or so in terms of diversification in terms of businesses being able to reassess and in terms of businesses being able to achieve efficiencies and savings as a result of uh, adjusting to to covid so it remains for me to thank martin and sally ann for joining us today and to thank you all for listening thank you thank
3: you thank you
0: miss the next episode of the Legal Spectrum podcast, where we'll be discussing the topic of subject access requests, which are often complex, time consuming and stressful. But there are ways to make the process of responding to SARS easier on yourself. Samantha Roberts and Alex Craig, who specialize in personal data management, share their insight on new subject access request changes, how to complete a subject access request and cover common queries and how to deal with them. I hope you can join us next time.